welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, if you are feeling isolated, if you're feeling like you don't have a tribe of women, like-minded people to really help you transcend from where you are right now into the person that you know you are being called to be, or maybe you're getting that soul calling and you're not quite answering it yet and it's turning more into a scream and it's starting to make you feel even more awful than the thought of facing the fear around doing that actual thing. If you're in any of these positions, you have to join me this year at The Bliss Project. It is March 2nd through the 4th in Newport Beach, California, and it is going to be a life-changing weekend. If you've been wanting to bust through your fears and really meet a like-minded tribe of people, this is exactly where you must be. If you're feeling called to this, I want you to go check it out at theblissproject.info right now. It's also in the show notes. And who is this event for? You guys, I really want to get clear on if you're feeling called to it, I want to make sure that you know what is going to go on there. So if you have always had a desire to do something big, but you've always been afraid to follow through, if you feel like you don't have the tools or the expertise to take the next step, if you wish you had that tribe of supportive people, if you're ready to take that next step into the next level, but you have no idea what that's even supposed to look like, or if you just want to feel more fully alive each day. And this is absolutely for you if you want a deeper connection and understanding in your relationships, if you want to become more fulfilled in your own job that you have right now and in daily tasks, if you want to know the true desires of your soul. And if you're ready to enjoy the journey just as much as the destination. And truly, if you are feeling called to expand your spiritual connection, we're going to be doing some incredible exercises, meditations. We have some awesome teachers who are going to come in and really give you the space to understand what that feels like for you. Because for everyone, it's so different. But to be able to do it together uh, makes you feel even more connected than you've ever felt before. So if you're interested in meditation, if you want to create a solid foundation for all of your goals and dreams to be built on, or if you just need a mental reset, a confidence booster, and to really own your own personal power. You guys, this is the place that you want to be. So there are still some tickets left, but they sell out fast. You guys in this year will be the best bliss project that we've ever done. We have a really amazing team working on it and we're adding so many more things than we have ever done in prior years because I know that when I get the opportunity to put 
epic women into a room. I want magical things there so that you guys can truly have the tools to create your own amazing transformation and experiences. And you guys, what happens there is nothing short of miraculous. So if you're ready to create your transformation, if you're ready to step in, if you're ready to have your tribe, this is where you want to be. And I hope that you join us and that I get to meet you and hug you and see you there. So theblissproject.info. Welcome back to the show. And I'm so excited to have Gabrielle Bernstein on as a guest for the third time, you guys. So she is not only a mentor of mine, but she is a friend and also a New York Times bestselling author of The Universe Has Your Back. She's also written five additional bestsellers. And I have read every single one and they have all shifted my life. And you guys know that I have gone to her masterclass, gone through her masterclass twice. And I have also been an affiliate for her masterclass twice as well, because I believe in it so much. So if you have a mission on your heart that needs to come out, you absolutely have to check out her new book that is out, Judgment Detox, because I truly believe, as we talk about in this conversation, that judgment of ourselves and of others is really the root of so many reasons why we are held back and why our energy is drained uh, that we could be using for that bigger purpose. So I know you're going to love this conversation. Make sure you check out this book uh, right after this conversation that you get it ordered because it is life shifting, you guys. So let's get started. Gabby, I'm so excited to have you on the show again. You're one of like everybody's favorite guests that comes on here. I love that I'm a repeat guest on your show. <laughs> I kind of feel like you're a co-host. I don't know. <laughs> Be careful what you wish. <laughs> I'm putting that out there. 2018 co-host Gabby Bernstein. I got it. <laughs> okay, so I'm really excited today because we get to chat not only, first of all, I'm just going to chat with you about everything, but I'm also really excited because your new book that you have coming out is one of the biggest topics. I actually think it is the biggest topic, especially in my household around some different things that can hold us back. So I just want you to just share a little bit about just why you wrote this book and what it is. This book is designed to change the way we live. It's uh, it's called Judgment Detox, Release the Beliefs that Hold You Back from Living a Better Life. The subtitle, I think, kind of nails it. It's not like the sexiest subtitle, but it really <laughs> nails what this book is. It's a, it's a six-step process on how to release the beliefs that hold you back from living a better life. Ultimately, we are all quite unaware of how pervasive judgment is as an issue in our life. I think a lot of people walk around feeling very justified in their judgment, particularly these days because there's so much drama. Mm-hmm. And so with all that drama, we, we, we justify that drama and we perpetuate that drama with more and more judgment. And so I wrote this book at a time when the 2016 election was going on. <laughs> and it was really clear to me that this wasn't getting any better, that, this, that all the divisive nature of the world was not changing and it definitely wasn't changing for the better. And so there was a clear epidemic occurring and not just globally, but also personally, just people getting so addicted to the judgments in their day-to-day news feed mm. or addicted to judgment in high schools and, 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 and how many likes did someone get or what were the comments that somebody posted. 
And this became such a huge issue that I started seeing how judgment was such a huge separation from our spiritual connection and our alignment to a higher power, which which is really how this book began, Lori. Mm -hmm. I was writing chapter nine of The Universe Has Your Back. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole chapter on returning to oneness and healing our relationship to judgment so that we can have a greater sense of consciousness and a greater connection to the universe. And when I finished writing that book, I dropped my hands and I want to say I dropped my pen, but I wasn't typing. I was, I was typing. I dropped my hands and I was like, Oh my God, this is a book. This is an entire book. So I made a commitment that day to make that my next book. And I sold that. I sold this book judgment detox the week that universe came out because it was so loud to me that this was my next. Book. And here we are a year later. Yeah. You know, I, I love that you focused on this because I really, you know, before I was uh, going to set up or before I was going to interview you, I was thinking just everything roots back to judgment. I don't care if it's comparison. I don't care if it's fear of putting your work out there. Whatever it is that typically is is a fear for me is because it's either and I, I know for majority of people out there it can root back to judgment, not only of yourself, but of other people. And the more that I find, you know, if I'm in a, a phase of whatever that is, maybe I'm on social media a lot and I tend to, you don't even realize you're doing it. Like in the back of your head, you're, you're judging, which means you're also comparing yourself. It's just like this massive root of everything. So what was something for you or did you have, was this something that kept occurring in your life that you were like, this is it. I have to, I have to confront this in my own life and write about it. Well, well, I, I realized that it was such a big issue when I wrote that chapter. And then when I started writing the book, I was like, Oh man, this is big. This is such a major <laughs> issue. Mm. And I can only own it for myself because I, I write these books just as much for you as I do for myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I started writing the book and, and as the universe would have it, some of the most difficult judgments of my life were placed in front of me as I wrote this book, like the most, uh, you know, friendships ending business relationships ending, like just, just shit hitting the fan. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm grateful for it because I was able to really apply the principles and, and live them and experience them, experience them in true form, experience the true forgiveness that comes from these steps and the release that comes from these steps and the healing that comes from these steps. So <clears throat> I, I definitely agree with you that judgment is the root cause of all of our problems. I say that, I say that wholeheartedly and I'm unapologetic about that statement, which is the, 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 what happens when we judge is we separate from love. We separate from the truth of who we are. Deep down, we are all kind, compassionate, loving people. When we judge, we separate from that sense of oneness, love, compassion, and kindness. And in that separation, we feel an unconscious sense of guilt because we've turned our back on our truth. Mm. And you're, you know, talking from a spiritual standpoint, you turn your back on God, mm -hmm. on, on spirit, on, on a higher power. And so when we turn our back on that inner guidance system, love, God, spirit, whatever you call it, unconsciously we feel guilty. And then when we feel that unconscious sense of guilt, we don't want to feel that guilt. So then we project that guilt even further and we judge some more. And then we feel that guilt and we judge ourselves. And then we judge again someone else because we don't want to feel how we feel about ourselves. And it's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle back and forth. And that's what I call the judgment cycle. 
So I love that you, you know, one of the things that you say is that it's an addiction. So when there's, when there's an addiction to something, number one, what do you think it's serving? And number two, how do you start by, how do we interrupt that pattern? So like any addiction, we need to first witness it and acknowledge it. Anyone that's in a 12-step program uh, or, has, or has healed from an addictive pattern knows that the first step is admitting powerlessness, really looking at your, at your addictive pattern and calling it by its name. That's the first step in this book is witness your judgment without judgment. We have to look at that judgment. We have to acknowledge it. We have to call it out. We have to do an honest audit of what, of what it's doing, how it's making us feel, so there's four questions in that first step that I've been asking myself every day. <laughs> and this is what I hope will happen as the reader t- does this book is that you'll just run these questions every time you notice a judgment. So I'll ask myself, who am I judging? How is it making me feel? Why do I feel justified in this judgment? And what experience from my past is triggering this, this feeling now? Mm, that is good. And what happens is that you start to see a lot of patterns, Lori. You're like, oh, damn, you know, what's going on here? And you see like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really still pissed about that, you know, high school teacher that told me I was stupid or I'm really still super wounded by that breakup or, you know, I still don't believe I'm good enough. And, mm. and the reason that this, this first step says witness your judgment without judgment is because what happens is when you start to do this audit, you're going to start looking at those behaviors. You're going to be like, wow, I judge a lot. There's, you know, a really big opportunity there for you to judge yourself more. Mm. And so that's why the step is very specific. Witness your judgment without judgment. Mm. So what do you think is one of the biggest things that you are noticing that you are healing in your life right now through these, this, this process? Is there something in 2017 that you were letting go of, or is it just overall, just you're feeling a lightness of a ton of different things? So I'd love to share some of the things that I have healed. And then I'd love to talk about some of the things I'm still healing. Right. So, so some of the things that I, I, I have healed, uh, I feel very like dark resentments, big, major resentments, major, probably like the biggest resentments of my life, business, personal, whatever they may have been healed. Love, forgiveness is all that's left. Even if I don't have a intimate relationship with that person, or even if I don't do business with that person anymore, the only thing that's left is love, which is a freaking miracle. And that's all the results of the practices in this book. So that's a big one. Uh, the next thing that really has happened for me is that I don't believe in my judgment anymore. So even when I'm trying to justify it, I catch myself and at least within 24 hours, I'm like, girl, you get, that's not true. You know, I look at it and I'm like, I just, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels really justified, I'm choosing to be happy rather than right. That's major for me. Cause I spent probably 38 years trying to be right. Okay. <laughs> So, which was exhausting. <laughs> What's still healing is the obsessive thinking. So, so the, the, the patterns have shifted. The comeback rate is faster. There's no more belief in it, but it's, the triggers are still quite present. So the second step of the book for me is, a, is probably the most difficult step because it's the step on facing your wounds. It's called honoring your wounds. And what li- there's a wound that lives beneath each judgment. Because why would we judge if we weren't wounded? Think about it. You know, the things, the areas of your life where you're solid, you don't judge other people. Mm. You're like, whatever, mm. you know, 
like, you know, when it comes to my career, like I just, I don't judge people with my career. I just don't. Cause I'm so like, I so deeply believe in what I'm doing that all I have to do is just like love everybody else for what they're doing. Like I've never like, Oh, look at what that was. I'm, I'm really never judging in my career. It's pretty, it's pretty beautiful. I'm happy to say that it's my, you know, personal stuff that comes up. Right. So it's, it's like the really stupid little stuff that comes up that I'll judge. And usually it's because I'm thinking, Oh, well, I want to be more like that. Or that person is actually reflecting back to me what I don't like about myself. Hmm. So it's those little judgments that show up that are still kind of insidious, but they're there as gentle reminders in daily practice. And I always look at them and I say, good practice, good practice. Mm. <laughs> but that second step is um, I, use the, I use a beautiful tool that I teach called emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as tapping. And I use that tool because it's a profound technique for getting to the root cause uh, beyond, that's underneath any addictive pattern or belief system. And it helps heal a belief system because you heal the emotional disturbance that lives beneath it. Mm. So there's tapping scripts in that chapter for judgment, judgment towards yourself, and shame, which is really important to, to begin to look at what is living underneath your shame. Mm. I love that you include scripts because I think that's there's so much to people needing in the beginning just to be able to grab on to some words because sometimes we don't even know what to say. I remember you did a, it was either a lecture or a podcast or something years ago. And it was like, um, just talking about forgiveness. And sometimes we don't even understand how to forgive. It's just the willingness to forgive and, and just having those words and those scripts of, of, of knowing what we can say to ourselves in the beginning until we can develop something that really fits us perfectly. But that's so powerful to have. So I love that you've included all of those things. So I want to ask you, because I am so like, beyond grateful that you continue to write because you're one of my favorite authors. So that's always super exciting when I'm like, oh my God, another book. This is so exciting. I didn't even have to wait very long, but you must have to either set some insane boundaries or tap into some creative. I want to know what your creative process is that you really honor to make sure that you continue serving um, your message that's supposed to come out. You know, I, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know, Lori. I mean, it has <laughs> been, I have been on a writing spree since 2009. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden I have six books. It's really insane. So I think that for me, I feel as though I was on a, on a, on a very fast paced mission to, produce messages and get content out to the world and, and and to be honest, heal myself. Mm. So a lot of times I write to heal, mm -hmm. particularly with the last two books I've written. And I think that they're my best books because I've allowed myself to go to the depths of the places I needed to go to heal through writing. Mm -hmm. And I really love writing a book because it's such an internal time. And meanwhile, the last books I've written, all of my books I've written, particularly, except for the last two, I've really, you know, the first four books I wrote kind of in a frenzy. Like I wrote them on the airplanes of the book tour from the previous book, you know? Wow. And I just would just be like, kind of just, just moving and, and hitting my deadlines. Not without any, not like, not in any way, just, you know, discrediting my ability to be creative, but mm -hmm. I was moving fast. 
Whereas the last two books, I really let myself go deep and go in mm. and let something move through me. And I was actually talking to one of my close friends, Marie Forleo. She's writing a book right now. And she's like, girl, this is such a deep process. And I said, you know, my advice to you is to just ask God to write through you. Mm. And she wrote me a text and she said, wow, this is really helping. Mm. Because when you start to say, I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to let a power greater than me come through. I read my books back and I hope this happens to you with your beautiful book that you read it back and you're like, who the hell wrote this? <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, it doesn't, you just don't even remember because you, you let yourself go. Mm. And so it's a very healing process. And the good news is I'm going to, I'm going to sell another book called super attractor. That's going to be my next, next book. Um, but I'm not, I'm going to take two years to get it out. I mean, I, mean, I, I hope, to, I hope, I hope to have the privilege of having that time to, to take because I want to one, just give people a break, but I also, I also want to really just marinate. And I want to, for the first time in my life, maybe just, just write a book, like not be in the middle of launching something else while I'm writing the book, you know, mm -hmm. um, that would be really nice. That's my hope and my dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just write a book. <laughs> do you have something that you like to do? So that's kind of, I guess, I love that you said that because mm -hmm. what I did before I wrote every time is I kind of would just say a prayer or pray over my computer or whatever it was because, man, there has to be some crazy levels of trust that go into being like, okay, I'm just going to sit and write for a couple hours and hope that this is good stuff. It's crazy what you all have to write in order for, I don't know, for things to start coming through. Did you ever find that or were you just like hands to the computer and that was like what you had in your book for that particular amount of time? Or did you have to do a lot of writing and then like the good stuff comes out from that? What what does that look like for you? Um, I write a really clear outline. So okay. I'm very specific about <clears throat> what is going to happen in each chapter. Mm -hmm. And then within that outline, I just riff. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't really edit anything. And then I, I, I write an entire chapters. Maybe I write three or four or five, 6,000 words, depending on how long the chapter is. And then I send it to my editor before I even read it. And I'm like, clean this up. And then once mm -hmm. she cleans it up, I read it. Mm -hmm. So I don't even read it. Cause I don't want the, I don't want the like, messed up sentences or misspelling or anything to get in the way of me having experience of what I've written. Mm -hmm. So I have my editor just like tidy it up and she's not, she's not line editing. She's just copy editing. Mm -hmm. And then she sends it to me clean. Then I reread it and then I start moving it around and making it more organized. Mm, I think that's so important for people to hear the different processes for people who are maybe coming out with courses or who want to write a book. You know, so many people on this podcast want to put their work out there in a big way, especially for 2018. I feel like people are really wanting to step out and, uh, and just to know where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. How did that come about? Were you like, okay, I need help in this area. Did you know right away who to hire, what to do? When writing my first book, yep. When writing my first book, I was terrified. I had no. I, I sold the book right away to Michelle Martin, by the way, to our, our now publisher, <laughs> and uh, she had a different publishing company then. And and I sold that book to her. And then I, uh, oh my god, I, I sold it. And then I was like, oh shit, I need to write it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so I prayed about it, and God told me to call Chris Carr, who is a friend mm -hmm. of mine. And she had just come out with her first book, Crazy Sexy Cancer. And so I called Chris and I said, how did you write your first book? Because I, I, I imagine that, you know, you weren't a writer necessarily, even though she's a great writer just naturally. And she said, oh, I hired this woman, Bonnie B, who is this writing coach. And she's like, here's her number. 
So I called this angel woman, Bonnie, and Bonnie said, I, I, I only have this brief window, but whatever, for whatever reason, I think I need to work with you. And she, she worked with me for like two months just to help me create an outline and find my voice mm. and clean up behind me like my new editor does. And that experience just taught me the bones, the structure that you need to create to write a book and the freedom that I needed to find in order to allow it to come through me, which was the best advice she gave me was write how you speak mm. because I was already a motivational speaker at that time for several years. So that was natural for me. She said, write how you speak. And here it came. I think you told me that same thing. And it's funny because God told me to call you and you connected <laughs> me to Jana, who really spent a year with me teaching me how to write. Like I thought I was writing my right. book, but really I was just practicing. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that you did that with her. That's that's gorgeous. Oh, what a oh, miracle. Oh man, it was a good process. And she's just a freaking saint. So <laughs> thank God she's so yeah. patient. But, but that's what it takes, right? Is those amazing people that you get those nudges and you have to listen and just go for it. Like, I don't, I don't know why God is telling me to call Gabby Bernstein right now and ask her for um, a referral, but hey, and it was that easy. Here's my new thing, Lori, and this is what I hope everybody can take into the new year. Ask for what you want, you know, mm. like just tell people what you need. Like, like we just got to stop beating around the bush. Like if we mm. want help, ask for help. If you want a, an introduction, ask for the introduction. You know, it's just like, just, just ask for it. Like, it's just so important. Oh, man, that is I'm so glad you just said that. That's been one of the biggest things for me this last year. And we joined um, my husband and I joined uh, Lewis Howe's mastermind, actually, just because he's such a you know, I'm sitting back just watching what a natural networker he, he is. And he yeah. just asks like, so I wanted yeah. to learn the art of asking and connecting and being able to be of service to other people. And it's been one of the best things I've ever done that it's just because they they need you just as bad as you need them like it's it can be this beautiful energy exchange so it's just really giving your knowing that you can also show up for those people energetically as well even when you in the beginning when maybe you feel like what do I have to offer because that's probably the biggest thing right that holds people back like what do I have to offer these people right correct yeah so for you, what's been one of the biggest boundaries that you have had to set? Because for everybody who is going into 2018 with big goals and wanting to make big changes, these things take up space. So, and especially as you're writing and you're creating, what has been a really big testing boundary for you that you always have to reinforce? I have no more physical tolerance for high levels of stress. Ah. So like I physically can't handle it. Mm. So sometimes our body tells us when it's when it's over. And that that's been my experience. So I've been living uh and it's it's kind of ironic and uh kind of a joke that this meditation teacher and spiritual author has had such a high level of <laughs> of of allostatic load for 38 years, but I forgive myself because I've talked to you about this publicly and, and on many podcasts, but two years ago, I remembered a traumatic event. So for 36 years, I lived running from that trauma. So that's why I was so stressed. Mm. And the last two years, I've been unpacking that trauma. So while I've had a significant relaxation response and I've been really healing myself in the most beautiful ways, I still had a lot of triggers throughout these pockets of the year. So whenever I'd feel out of control, I'd get quite triggered. 
And then that would be like these spikes of stress that would affect me physically. And so I'm, I'm not, it's not like it's something that I judge myself for because it's something I've been doing the best I can given the, given the, 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 the cards I was dealt. So at this point of my recovery, I am at this the space now where I have enough tools in my toolbox to, I hate the word manage, but manage my stress. And so the boundary that I've created with my team, my husband, myself, is that I can't go there. Like, I won't go there. So if there's a, you know, an argument, my husband and I are just debating about something stupid, like the windows or something, you know, I'll walk away. Mm. Not, not like asshole walk away. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot, but <laughs> not like, good. you know, screw you walk away. Like I'll walk away, just say like, I can't do this right now. I gotta walk away, you know? So, uh, that's my big boundary. It's like, there is just, there ain't no room for Gabby stress in this, in this world anymore. Mm. So it's just, it's the same kind of thing, like the same kind of language that goes on in your head basically is what you were teaching before. Like, I just don't, what does that self-talk look like in that process? So when people find themselves in that same place of, oh man, I'm going, I'm going towards the stress again, you know, what's going on in your head when you walk away? When I walk away, what's going in my head is protect yourself. Mm. So it's, we don't go there anymore Mm. Mm -hmm. because if I stay, I'll go, I'll go too far. Mm -hmm. Or if I, you know, stay on that call, that extra half hour just to get it done, I go too far. Mm. And has anything changed from the boundary? You know, I think because when people set boundaries or they're, they're afraid to, to set the boundary because they will be missing out on maybe love or they'll feel like people, you know, are, they're not there for them anymore as much as they were, you know, fear around that boundary. So have you missed out on anything or has it been just all, um, beneficial? Um, no, it's really beneficial. I mean, I miss like the momentary highs I'd get from like being highly caffeinated and like overdoing it. (laughs) But that's just like old drug addict nature. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I'll have mornings where I'm like, whoa, you are literally like because of coffee, right? I'll watch myself like I can have one cup. But after that, it's just like this crazy cycle of addiction of like this, like, like this adrenaline rush. And it's horrible. But it's that first instant, like, no, go get another cup go do it, go get on that high, go ride that like, cause you feel like you're getting mm-hmm. stuff done, but you're actually not. Like I find I'm, I'm just like in a frenzy and my best work is not, it's, it's like a very stressed work. And I feel like I attract really crappy stuff cause I do. Um, but since we're on the topic of stress, so for people who are manifesting what they want this year and things are really coming and Okay, I'm going to kind of just use myself in this one. You can help me with this one. So <laughs> you feel like these incredible things are coming into your life and your dreams are manifesting. Maybe you're getting your projects that you want uh, out and done. You are creating that business. You are working with those people that you want to work with. How do you enjoy the process fully where you know, maybe you have a really big speaking engagement, or maybe you have something that you've been looking forward to for a long time, but you find that instead of enjoying the process, you're leaning a bit more into stress or anxiety. What do you do around those things? 
I ask myself, what do I need to do to feel safe? Mm. Because if I'm feeling stressed out about it, then there's something that, so for instance, I'm so excited about launching this book. I've been living in the country. I live part-time in the city, part-time in the country. I've been hibernating in the country for the last 30 days, like count and counting. I haven't gone back to the city. I told my husband, I'm just not going back. Like you go back without me. I can't do it. (laughs) And I've just been hiding and, um, and hibernating throughout this season. And I'm excited about this book launch, but there was moments of just like anxiety. So I asked myself, what do I need to feel safe? And what I heard was you need to get on the phone with your team and you need to go through the punch list, even though we've done it a thousand times and you just need to see it and spend a half hour and you're going to feel better. I did that yesterday and Lori, I just feel so much relief and freedom in just taking care of myself. Like mm-hmm. that made me feel safe. And I even said to the team, like, I need your help in feeling safe, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, and I think that they appreciate that because it's much better to say that than to just be like a dictator, you know, like, or, or act out because I'm not feeling safe. Right. Mm. So, um, another thing is, you know, just preparing myself energetically to go out. I wrote a, a Instagram post the other day that I said, like, I go in big before I go out. Mm. And so I'm, I'm preparing energetically for what that, that looks like too. Mm. That literally brought tears to my eyes because it felt so like such truth and just exactly just as you were speaking, I was kind of just asking myself, what do I need to feel safe? It's the same exact thing. Just feeling, feeling more prepared, going over my steps, going over the game plan, going over the, and, and it's, you know, just talking with your team, talking with the people around you and really making sure that you feel supported in a major way. That's huge. And I love that you did that and that you shared that. So for you around this book, because it's just hot and it's now and it's, you know, in your face and it's the topic that you're talking about with everyone. What do you do when it comes to maybe especially after the holidays, right? Spending time with a lot of family. What happens in your personal life when you are in a room with a lot of people and there's a lot of negative conversation going on, uh, maybe judgment towards other people. What stance can you take? So sometimes I get hooked into it, mm-hmm. but then I feel really guilty because my face is on the cover of this book and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> uh, so I use my tools. I will uh, sometimes change the conversation. Sometimes I will start to focus on something else. So a really beautiful thing is if somebody goes into a judgmental conversation, you could literally just just pivot like, mm. wow, isn't the sky so beautiful tonight, mm. right? And just just redirect. Uh, that house is so pretty at the window, right? So it's just something so simple to just start to just redirect the, the conversation. Mm. Uh, I find that the more creative I am, the less space I have for judgment. That's a mm. big one. Mm. So just just practicing, and and also I, I, if I if I. I've been I'm, I've been very devoted to my meditation practice. So I have two meditations a day, 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. And I practice transcendental meditation, which I think just just in, innately just makes you a kinder person. So that's been helping mm. a lot. Mm, awesome. What advice would you give someone who's ready to really step out uh, into their goals and into their dreams, but has fear? around and I really do think it really all roots down into judgment but has a lot of fear around putting themselves out there I think that they should do the judgment detox Mm. because what's super cool about this is that not only is it for judging others but it's definitely for judging yourself so when you're afraid of putting yourself out there you're in a 
uh, attack towards yourself, self-judgment. You're, there's something where you are, you're not believing that you're worthy and that's, that's an attack. So if you place these principles, these six steps in the book onto yourself, I can guarantee you'll walk away from it. If you actually really applied the steps, I can guarantee you'll walk away from it, stepping into what it is that you want to do. I can, I can safely say that that will happen for you. What do you think was, especially since the New Year's right here, I feel like it's just this natural kind of reset, which is crazy because it's just a number, but it truly is just no matter what, every year I feel that natural reset. What has been one of the biggest things that you implemented in 2017 that you feel like has really helped you the most? Hiring people. Ah. Letting people help me, really. Mm. So what's helped me the most is letting other people help me. Mm-hmm. What did that yeah. look like? What did that hiring process look like? Because that can actually, I mean, that's probably one of the things that is, I, I'm pretty in flow with it, but at the same time, right around the time that I'm doing it, I can be a little bit, it can be a scary thing to make sure that you have a really good hire who also understands your vision, especially when it's your vision. So how do you hire and how do you get people to really feel like your vision is their vision? Well, I've had a lot of like, I don't want to call it luck, but I think I've attracted a lot of really good people mm-hmm. and people that, that I already kind of knew shared my mission before they were my, they, before I hired them. So that was, that was already there. That was like one of the, that was one of the things that was, that was part of the draw to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, I think the more systems you have in place in your, in your business or whatever it is that you're hiring for, the easier it is to hire because you can then say, this is what you're stepping into. So here's the plan. Here's how we do things. And from, in my world, it's like, we do so many things. It's a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you have to be patient with someone if if they're new to your team. Mm because it can be, you know, uh, we just hired someone this year who came from more of a corporate environment and we're nothing corporate at all. Right. So, uh, she's just like, you know, we had this idea to like put up a video and do a new, new, like video kind of, uh, format. And I got some mentorship on it. And then within 48 hours, I had a videographer editing a video. And then within five days I had the video up and then had 400,000 views. And like, she was like, I, she was like, I can't even understand a world where like things happen that fast. And I was like, this is how we do, you know? <laughs> and so like, like just, just, just like understanding that that's not like that your, that your way isn't always everyone else's way. Mm. So just, you know, being, being, realizing that like, that was a big moment for me. I was like, wow, like mm. that's not how things work in a corporate environment, you mm. know? And this must be so like overwhelming and, and exciting and mind blowing for her at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. So P.S., by the way, your people just feel like an extension of you whenever I've worked with anyone or been online or had any emails. I'm like, that's really a beautiful thing when the people, it feels like I am talking to you. So it's just, it's like such a beautiful extension that you've, you've manifested that into your life. So it's been really awesome. So do you hire before you feel ready? So let's say it's a smaller company. Um, or maybe you haven't hired anyone yet. What would you tell people in their maybe first, uh, times of hiring, like the first time that they're going to hire? Do you hire before they're ready? Like, how do you know when you're ready? I think you should, I think you should hire somebody. I think you should try to start getting into the practice of getting help early on. And I say that because I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge mistake for me. So I was really understaffed for a decade 
which was really painful physically, emotionally, spiritually, like it was just bad for me. And that was wrapped up in a lot of other stuff for me. So I recommend getting into the habit of hiring early, even if it's like a $10 an hour intern or something, you know, so just just get in the habit of getting people getting help soon Mm. early and and, and make that a priority. Mm. And just as far as people on your team, uh, do you go for more for even just people around you when you are going for support around a project? Do you focus more on experience or the energy of the team? Uh, probably the energy more than experience, but someone has to be smart. So if they're smart, they can learn it. And that's, that's been a big, all the people that have come onto my team have learned how to do what we do. They didn't necessarily come in having done it before, Mm. or maybe like kind of having done something similar to before, but not that exact job. And so they were so smart that they picked it up. And so, so being smart is a big, big expectation that I have and they all are all smart Mm, I love that so for this last year did you have any favorite books that you read I read the body ecology diet by Mm. Donna Gates which if if you watch me on Instagram you know I'm very passionate about cooking and gut health so if you if you've been following the Gabby cooking Mm -hmm. show it's amazing um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like dang it I'm starving (laughs) It's such a joke. It was like the funniest thing, Lori. I was at a dinner party and this woman comes up to me and she's like, oh my God. And I thought she was going to be like, you know, I read your book or something. She's like, oh my God, you're the girl from the Gabby cooking show. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is unbelievable. So that's actually a really good lesson for your listeners that Mm -hmm. are all out there really building their, their mission is when you just do things that bring you joy, they kind of blow up despite your desire for them to. Mm. So I didn't have any intention of my my Gabby cooking show to be anything, but I'm getting like sponsorship requests from cooking companies and like I've got random fans for the cooking show, you know? So it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Like when you're just living in your joy, what it can become. So is there, and it's so true. I, I, I'm literally like, I had no idea you could do that with squash or (laughs) like you're totally inspiring me to cook more. I used to cook a lot and then I just kind of, I don't know what happened, but anyway, you're super inspiring to make me want to eat more vegetables too. Um, so is there anything else like that, that you're kind of getting a nudge on that you want to follow this next year? Anything that I want to follow? Like creatively, like something that's kind of calling you. I want to have a baby. So Mm -hmm. I've been talking about that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I am creatively calling that in. Mm -hmm. And that's my hope. That's my real Mm -hmm. hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll take all your prayers, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) We're praying now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming. It's happening. I mean, it's so happening, like very soon. Girl, you had a lot of stuff to get out. So <laughs> I had a lot of stuff to get out and a lot of stuff to heal. So I'm so grateful for the timing that this soul has chosen. Mm. And uh, now I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I, I totally feel I'm kind of like in that state where people are really starting to say, are you going to have kids or not? <laughs> I'm like, which is so weird that you, get, you reach this age. Like, this is the age that people are asking that. Why? Um, How old are you? How old are you? I'm 37. Just turned 37. Yeah, I mean, you could wait and you could you could freeze your eggs and decide later. There's a lot totally. of options. You totally. Know? 
I think it's because a lot of my family's like from the Midwest, you know, and like, I'm basically, you know, my friends, some of my friends are like grandparents or like old friends. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, okay, wow, where's the time go? But when you are like, I had a lot of stuff that I needed to get out. And just like you, I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to heal before I ever thought of having children, because I don't want to carry that into I don't want to put what I felt was maybe what I came in with um, on them either. I just wanted to feel like a really clear space for them to come through and allow them to be them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really, really honor that. And listen, we live in a time when we are so blessed with modern medicine and, and these tech technologies and and things that we can do. So anyone woman out there that's like in her later thirties or forties, it's like, I want to still have a kid, but I don't know if I, or I'm not sure, or I don't have a partner yet. Mm-hmm. Just put them on, put those eggs on ice and just, you know, do it when you want to or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like give yourself that freedom because you may decide you don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. or wait until you're 40 and you're so healthy and you'll get pregnant anyway. So you right. know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I have, I'm going to write a book about this for sure. The soul's choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the, that the, that the soul chooses when they want to come, how they want to come and who they want to come through. Mm. And it's not entirely up to us. Mm. So. Mm. I love that. I, I really feel like I'm, it's going to be a very creative time for me too when I get pregnant and I'm, I just don't have fear around it. So I, I'm know. pretty sure you're going to, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a child. I can see you pregnant very yeah. clearly. Yeah. If, if, if that's what you do, I don't want to put that. <laughs> I on do. No, I do. I definitely no, I, do. I, I, I just, I just had a vision of you in a bikini mm. with the belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it if I'm in a bikini with a belly I'll take it all day long yeah yeah oh my god you'll have the hottest baby mama belly oh, oh I love watching it too I can tell it's starting to like take root right now because I'm it's like I don't know if I started following more people who are or just everybody's starting to get pregnant or maybe I'm just tuning into it more but it's really just become such a beautiful thing in my mind like I'm I'm manifesting it to be the most awesome fun process even the parts that people don't oh, think so are you, fun so you do want to have a yeah baby. totally want to yeah, have okay. a baby just, okay cool I wasn't yeah. I wasn't fully getting that okay no, no, cool well, totally then, and then it's coming yeah and you want, yeah. it's coming it's, it's great so we'll, we'll see it doesn't have to be right now I definitely want to just get through this book um <laughs> not get through mm-hmm. enjoy enjoy the process of this but mm-hmm. then whatever mm-hmm. unfolds after that so same same for you I'm very excited for you whatever mm-hmm. that looks like so what has been the best advice that you feel like you've ever gotten my the best advice ever is Dr. Dyer change the way you look at things the things you look at change really that's it that's mm-hmm. that's 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 my mantra mm, i was thinking of you with your just with probably the sometimes when i'm really busy i think of my mentors and just um, you know, settling into a new version of what life looks like as different levels and different things come up. And I think of the people that are doing the things that I want and how much they must reframe into getting, you know, feeling so blessed and grateful for what they get to do. Um, so that's, that's huge. Is that something that you do every single day, every single morning when you look at your schedule or or what does that look like when you do have a really packed time, especially right now for you with a book launch coming out? So I have a lot of rituals to prepare me each day to really get me, get me to the energy I need to be in. My highest priority is to stay in alignment with my spiritual connection And so I listened to this like 
Abraham Hicks like medley of affirmations that have music behind them. And I'd jump on the trampoline for 12 minutes with this <laughs> affirmation. Like if you walked in and saw me like doing this, you'd be like, what the hell is going on here? And then after that, I do my meditation because in the morning, my meditation is so much harder than the afternoon practice. So I need that like almost to shake it out before I, it's like my book, add more ink to your life, but you end up to move before I can receive. Mm. And so I do that. And that's, I'm like, I'm like literally back to basics, like first book. Right. And then I, um, I'm just eating extraordinarily clean right now. So just drinking broths and, and probiotics and like not a lot. I need to probably eat a little bit more because I need to gain a little weight, but I've been, I've been eating really clean. And then I do a sauna uh, every day pretty much for about an hour. So that's like church for me. Mm-hmm. And in between all that, and I exercise, and in between all that I'm working and creating and podcasting a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of podcasts. Just wait until your book comes out. You're going to be like constantly with a microphone in front of your mouth. <laughs> Are you like, did I just say that on this podcast or the last podcast? Do you ever feel like you're repeating yourself? I like, did I like you're repeating yourself on the same thing or how do you keep that all? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, I think that, uh, you get some things that you share over and over because they're talking points, but yeah, I think ultimately you're talking to new people each time. So the more interesting the, the interviewer like yourself, the more interesting the conversation can be. Hmm, that's so awesome. And I love, thank you for sharing your rituals because I'm noticing just as, and I feel like this is important for people to hear just as their schedule increases or as their life, you know, speeds up in a good way or, or the schedule just changes. It's like, you are different parts of you will be called and inspired to take even more action in terms of maybe eating better or sleeping better or just really taking care of yourself more. It's like I I needed my life to demand more of me before I was even more inspired to do those things. Like I'm noticing I do, I have to do the same thing. Like I have to eat even more clean. I have to really watch, um, how much sleep I'm getting. And before it wasn't necessarily a necessity yet, but as your life demands that from you, it's like really inspiring to want to feel even better. So there are more and more levels that, you know, that's kind of why I'm even watching your cooking show is (laughs) like, how is she fueling herself to get through this? Because I want to feel really good for the things that life is is calling forth Mm, so mm -hmm. do you feel like you're hitting even new levels with your health and wellness and how are you um like are you being inspired by anything or like you said you were reading that book or what is the inspiration behind it you know I think right now the inspiration to just is just to feel better Mm -hmm. uh so I meditate to feel better. I eat well to feel better. I exercise to feel better. I sauna to feel better. I just, I just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. So what is your like biggest hope for this book? Because we're coming to, I'm just watching the clock because I could ask you a million questions, but <laughs> what is your biggest hope for this book? My biggest hope is that this book changes people on a real deep level and changes their beha- their behavior and their patterns so that they can have a energetic shift personally that will hopefully have a ripple effect throughout the world. Mm. I believe that when people change on an individual level that has a beautiful turning point for how they show up and that starts to change the patterns of the people around them and beyond, far beyond. Mm. 
you know, I always, your timing is always impeccable with books. And truly, this is probably the first time I've ever done this, but people have been asking Chris and I for books. And Chris was just asking me the other day, like, Lori, what's the best book for judgment? What's the best book for judgment? Wow. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, Chris, this book is coming out. Tell them it's coming out. It's going to be huge, like for releasing whatever they need to release. Cause we work with so many people who are new into business and really setting goals and getting out there. And I think that's one of the like I said, it's just kind of the root of everything. So I'm just sitting here like rocking back and forth like it's coming. It's, it's coming. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really grateful to be able to have another tool because my life has been completely changed by you. And I just want to acknowledge you for all the work that you do and the effort that you put into everything you do with just staying aligned with your truth and sharing everything that you go through with all of us because it has completely blazed a trail for me and I'm just beyond grateful and I know it's done the same for so many other people so thank you so much for everything that you do thank you my love thank you Mm, and where can we where can we get your book how do we um how do we find all the good stuff around it well you can go to gabbybernstein.com forward slash book gift and when you head over to that link, gabbybernstein.com forward slash book gift, you can order the book and then put in your receipt number to get a two hour manifesting workshop with me. So it's, it's, it's an awesome workshop. So definitely go there to get the book. Awesome. I love your workshops. And I always end on a question, which I don't know if I've ended with this question for you before. I don't think I have. So if you are on a short elevator ride with someone, like 30 seconds and they look over at you and you have no, they're total stranger. They look over at you and ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Change the way you look at things. Mm, So beautiful. You guys, if you love this podcast as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends and until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.